Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Judges chapter 5. We're just going to call this Deborah's Bop, okay? The, the kids nowadays call really good songs bops. I am an old man. I don't call them that, but we calling it that today because this whole chapter is a song by Deborah. So she's going to get to, to singing in just a moment. But before we do that, make sure you like, share, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Make sure that you are leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. When it comes to YouTube, we are on our road to 1,000. We're trying to get there. We need your help to get there. So make sure that you're not just listening to these videos, you're liking them, and you hit that subscribe button on the bottom right-hand side, right underneath the video, because that helps us get to that 1,000, and we're going to get there with you. Also, make sure you're going to the Facebook discussion group, the Bible Breakdown discussion. There's some amazing devotions coming out there, and I would love to find ways. I want you to help me with this. I want to find ways for us to get more interaction on those. You don't necessarily have to post what those people are leaving in a devotion. If you have a question, you can go to the Bible Breakdown discussion and pose a question about the chapter. You know, Maybe something you disagree with, an issue you see in God's Word. Man, the more we dig, the more we find. And we're not, we're not embarrassed, we're not ashamed, we're not nervous about your questions. Go there and ask your questions and we'll find answers together because we have a well-reasoned, evidence-based faith. And I believe the Bible, and I choose to believe the Bible because it is a collection of documents, historical documents, written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of eyewitnesses. They claim to report supernatural events that are divine in nature rather than natural. And it's well-evidence faith. And we can find that when we dig through God's Word together. Speaking of God's Word, if you have your Bibles, you want to open up with me to Judges chapter 5. Let me catch you up what happened yesterday so you know what's going to happen today. Yesterday, which by the way, the theme of Judges is don't do life your way, do life God's way. Well, the nation of Israel had been doing life their way, and they got in some trouble. And so God raised up a judge called Deborah, who led the, the nation of Israel, and Barak was their kind of their general, but she went with them, and they went into battle, and they defeated the army. Uh, there was a guy named Sisera who had 900 iron chariots, and he was defeated. And he personally was defeated because he went to hide in this lady's tent, and she drove a tent peg. That's a really big nail through the side of this joker's face. So, so he's dead, and they won. They won the battle, and they won their freedom against this conquering neighboring country. Well, Deborah's so excited that she sings a song. She sings a bop. And there, now here's the thing about these songs. The Bible was not originally written in English. It was written in Hebrew. Long before it was written in Hebrew, it was just orally spoken in Hebrew. So as Samuel is writing this down, because we think likely Samuel's the one who, who wrote down the history of the judges, this song would likely have been sang for years and years and years as just part of the legacy of Deborah. And so this would have likely been a popular song that was sang over and over again, but it wasn't written in English, it was written in Hebrew. So in Hebrew, there are, there are uh, certain phrases and things that rhyme together, it goes with different you know, things. So when you think of a song, think of an English song, they, they, they rhyme and the, it all makes sense. 
Well, it would rhyme and make sense where it needs to if it were in the original Hebrew language. And so one of the things I recommend for you to do, if you're interested in such things, is you can go to YouTube, type up Judges chapter 5 in Hebrew, and listen to it, and you'll hear that the meter, the, the, the kind of the, the tempo and all that makes a lot more sense when you read it or you listen to it being read in Hebrew. My Hebrew is not quite good enough to read this for you in that language, so we're going to stick with English today, okay? So if you've got your Bibles open to Judges chapter 5, I am not going to sing it, but I'm going to read what Deborah wrote as the song of victory over these neighboring armies. Here we go. Judges 5, verse 1. On that day, Deborah and Barak, the son of Abiom, sang this song. So they both did, but mainly Deborah. Here we go. Israel's leaders took charge, and the people gladly followed. Praise the Lord. Listen, you kings. Pay attention, you mighty rulers, for I will sing to the Lord, and I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. The Lord, when you set out, Lord, when you set out from Seir, you marched across the fields of Edom. The earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain. The mountains quaked in the presence of the Lord, the God of Mount Sinai, in the presence of the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Emoth, then the days of Jael, the people avoided the main roads and travelers stayed home or stayed in winding pathways. There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. When Israel chose new gods, war erupted at the city gates. Yet not a shield or spear could be seen among 40,000 warriors of Israel. My heart is with the commanders of Israel and with those who volunteered for war. Praise the Lord. Consider this. You who ride on fine donkeys. Pause. What is a fine donkey? All right. All right. A, uh, a, a, a donkey that is well-bred and is expensive, okay? A fine donkey. So start again, verse 10. Consider this. Those who ride on fine donkeys, you who sit on fancy saddled blankets, and you who walk along the road, listen to the village musicians gathered at the watering holes. They recount the righteous victories of the Lord and the victories of his villagers in Israel. Then the people of the Lord marched down to the city gates. Wake up, Deborah, wake up. Wake up, wake up, a song and sing a song. Arise, Barak, lead your captives away, son of Beom. Down from Tabor marched the few against the nobles. The people of the Lord marched down against mighty warriors. They came down from Ephraim, the land that once belonged to the Amalekites. They followed you, Benjamin, with your troops. From uh, Mikir, the, the commander marched down. From Zebulon, they came those who carry a commander's staff. The princess of Issachar were with Deborah and Barak. They followed Barak and rushing into the valley. But the tribes of Reuben there uh, were with great indecision. Why did you sit among the sheepfolds to hear the shepherds whistle for their flocks? Yes, in the tribe of Reuben, there was great indecision. Gilead remained east of the Jordan. And why did Dan stay home? Asher sat among the seashore, remaining in his harbors. But Zabulon risked his life, as did Naphtali on the heights of the battlefield. Pause. So what she's saying is, is there's a bunch of people that didn't want any of this smoke. There's a bunch of folks that didn't want to go fight. But there was a few that did. 
And then those are the ones that God gave the victory to. Here we go. Verse 19. The kings of Canaan came and fought and uh, at Ten- Tanakh near Megiddo Springs, but they carried off no silver treasures. The stars fought from heaven, and the stars in their orbits fought against Sisera. The Kishon River swept them away, and the ancient torrents of Kishon. March on with courage, my soul. Then the horses' hooves hammered the ground, and galloping, galloping from Sisera's mighty steeds, let the people of Mezeroz, uh, let the people of Mezra's curse be cursed, said the Lord, angel of the Lord. Let them be utterly cursed, because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty warriors. Most blessed among women is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. May she be blessed above all women who live in tents. By the way, that's the lady with the tent peg, okay? So she's saying, good on you, girl. Verse 25, Sisera asked for water. She gave him milk and a bowl fit for nobles, but then she brought him yogurt. Then, with her left hand, she reached for a tent peg, and with her right hand, for a workman's hammer. She then struck Sisera with a hammer, crushing his head. With a shattering blow, she pierced his temples. He sank, he fell, he lay still at her feet, and where he sank, there he died. Um, Yeah. All right, verse 28, from the window, Sisera's mother looked out. Through the window, she watched for his return, saying, why is his chariot so long in coming? Why don't we hear the sound of chariot wheels? Well, I'm going to tell you why, sister. Verse 29, her wise woman, uh, her wise women answer. She repeats these words to herself. They must be dividing the captured plunder with a woman or two for every man, but Will be colorful. Oh, excuse me. There will be colorful robes for Sisera and colorful embroidered robes for him, uh, for me. Yes, the plunder will include colorful robes embroidered on both sides. So in other words, the 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 mother is saying the reason why he's too late is because he's had such a great victory. But thirty one says, Lord, may all your enemies die like Sisera, but make those who love you rise like the sun in all its power. Then there was peace in the land for forty years. So Deborah don't mess around. Deborah starts out by saying, where was all the other of Israel's fine men? You know where they were? Back at home, minding their business, not coming and helping us when we had problems. But it's no problem. It's no problem. The Lord gave us victory. And the Lord not only gave us victory, but he done killed a fool and he used this lady to do it. And then, and then Deborah throws shade at the dead guy's mom. <laughs> Because she says, oh, and guess what? His mom's at home going, oh, he must have done such a good job. That's why it's taking him so long to get home. He's over there probably buying me a new dress, getting all my stuff figured out. He'll be home soon. What she don't know is that he's in the dead, and everybody like him's in the dead, but we are winners. So I'm going to tell you something. You don't mess with Deborah, because Deborah's going to kill a fool and then sing a song over his dead body. <laughs> That's how they rolled back in the time of Judges. So what can we take from this? Uh, don't mess with Deborah is the number one thing. <laughs> the number one application is if you know someone in your life named Deborah, Debbie, anything that begins with a D, go give her a high five and tell her keep rocking on. It's going to be just fine. But uh, no, the, the main application is this, that God is going to take care of his people. Now, notice how she says, man, people turn their backs on us. People counted us out. The people that were against us thought that we weren't even worth fighting. 
The people that were against us, their families thought we weren't fighting. Nobody believed in us but God. And you know what it turns out? That's all that really matters. When God is on your side, that's all that matters. A guy named D.L. Moody once said, if God be your partner, make your plans large. Can I tell you today, absolutely nothing has changed. It doesn't matter who counts you out. It doesn't matter. Maybe you've had a horrible past. Maybe you were in prison at one point, or you had a a broken relationship at one point, or you have a fractured relationship with your family, or you've lost jobs before, just all this stuff, and people would now call you a second-class citizen, or used goods, or whatever nasty thing they would say. You know what? It's nasty, and it hurts, but it has absolutely nothing to do with what God can do in your future. God does not consult your past to determine your future. So it doesn't matter what anybody else does. What matters is that if God is for you, and if God is for you, nothing can stand against you. So I don't know what you face today, but do not let the words of others stop you if God has told you to move forward. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that you are for us when no one else will stand with us. Thank you, God, that you don't consult our past to determine our future. Thank you that you are with us in all things. I pray today that we will glory in that. Not that we have enemies, but that we have a victorious captain. And his name is Jesus. We're thankful for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, the reason why all this stuff is happening is because Judges 17.6 says this. In those days, Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. So, I'm begging you, don't do life your way. It ends with a tent peg. (laughs) Instead, do life God's way and watch what he can do. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Judges chapter 6.